Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Focusing on North Rutherford County today, brought to you by our friends at Turner Security. For residential and commercial security needs, turn to Turner Security. State Representative Mike Sparks uh, joins us, as always, on our Smyrna-focused show. And um, we're going to jump right into it here with some uh, Sam Davis Home Talk, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've got um, Jenny Lamb on with Sam Davis Home. You know, we usually do um, a highlight on Sam Davis Home and their uh, fall festivals, and I think they've got some ghost tours, so I think Jenny's on the phone with us. Hey, Jenny, how you doing? Good morning. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, sorry for the for the short notice. I think it was what? How long ago was it? You got the notice? Uh, maybe ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We all we always make it work. Yeah. Now, what do y'all got going on um, this weekend at Sam Davis Home? We have another exciting weekend of ghost tours. This will be our second and last weekend for this year. So tomorrow night, Friday and Saturday. Um, from 6 to 10 p.m., we'll be doing ghost tours. That includes a hayride, a spooky walk through the candlelit historic house, and God's take you around to hear different stories and tales, and even down to the cemetery. So it is a fun um, evening, but fun for the whole family. So spooky, not scary. So fun for ever, all ages. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I've always heard stories that uh, uh, home is haunted. Is that true? You know, it depends on who you ask, but we are listed as one of the 10 most haunted places in Tennessee, and it does always seem like you're never really alone there. Lots of footsteps and whisperings, and um, we have lots of guests that seem to see things or hear things when they're on tour, so I guess it just depends on um, what you believe in. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think Marty Luffman wrote a ghost story about it, I believe, a year or two ago, and um, mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, Jamie Hicks, um, folks know Jamie and Tony Hicks. I think she used to work there. I think she had a story, something about a music box that'll play. Is that something that's a common theme? Yes, I've heard that one. Like, um, and that's, that is pretty common. Clocks that'll start on their own, the music box that'll sometimes start on its own, doors that open and close and lock and unlock on their own, lots of strange things that happen around there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know um, I've often shared on the radio when I was uh, probably 12 or 13, a couple of buddy of mine, uh, Rod Roberts and Kevin Babcock, we took a raft and we went down the creek right there and we decided to just jump over the the dam and we got caught up in that vortex of, you know, the, the water was pulling us in in the raft and and I and I thought, man, do we get out of this raft because I was, I was afraid, you know, we potentially could drown and and all of a sudden, I looked up on the bank, and there was a man standing there, a real tall, uh, lanky gentleman, and he had a long stick, and he just pulled us in. And I remembered as a kid thinking, man, was that a guardian angel? You know, all of a sudden, this guy just wow. pulled us in. I, I'm guessing he was a caretaker over there, and this had to be around 1979. And um, I know that that just, you know, as a young boy, just affected me, thinking, man, the Lord had this guy show up with a 15-foot stick and just pull us in, you know. So, Because it's sadly about three months later, one of the other boys' friends had drowned at, at Percy Priest. But, um, oh, man. well, any other final words you could give us about some things happening? Yeah, I mean, we always have fun things going on, and this year's no different. We've been able to modify programs to allow folks to be able to safely social distance, and we're doing a lot of programs outside. One of our most popular programs coming up again this month is Toddler Tuesday, which happens on the last Tuesday of every month. And 
This is our most popular one of the year, so we're repeating that again next Tuesday. Um, October 27th is our pumpkin patch party. So we see parents bringing their toddlers out for all kinds of fun activities. They'll get to pick a pumpkin and decorate it and take it home. So that's 10 a.m. We have a big homeschool day, field trip day, at the end of this month on October 30th, where we'll be talking all about the centennial of the 19th Amendment um, celebration this year where women gained the vote. So very appropriately, Tom, just a few days before Election Day. So that's going on. And then our fun family nights at the museum. We have one more of those this year on November 6th, and that's an owl prowl with park rangers. So families will get to meet a live owl up close and then go out on our grounds and search for owls. So check out our social media and our website. We always have great programs for all ages uh, on the site. Yes, ma'am. Well, the story of Harry T. Byrne that was the lawmaker that that got the little yes. telegram from his mama and said, son, do the right thing about women's suffrage. You know, he flipped his vote. and um. Had to run, right. run out of the capital. We really did. He had the courage, just like Sam Davis did, and um, to to stand up for values and principles. And this segues into what we're going to talk about about character development um, in the program here. And um, the story of Sam uh, needs to be told. It doesn't need to be censored. And you know, we're seeing a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of discourse over history, and I appreciate what y'all do, and James Patterson, Frank Caperton, Trish Nash, Dr. Nash, and Jenny Williams, and so many other people that serve on your board, Pettus Reed and others, that um, that care about the roots of this community and, and history, and also the economic development that comes from uh, tourism for your facility and, and, and so Absolutely. many others, uh, Stones River Battlefield, Oakland, and others. So thank you, Jenny, for being with us. Thank you so much. All right, uh, Jenny Lamb joining us, uh, Sam Davis Home Director, and uh, we'll have more here on the program coming up, so hope you'll stay tuned as we continue Rutherford Issues, the North Rutherford County Edition, brought to you by our friends at Turner Security. Turn to Turner Security. Hey, it's Brian Barrett. Here at the radio station, we needed a security solution to keep the staff safe while also giving us some flexibility with guests entering the building. I've tried to find a solution for years, met countless representatives, and they all said it can't be done. That is, until I turned to Turner Security. Not only is it done, it's done right. For your home or business, take it from me. Turner Security is the only place I'd turn. Turn to Turner Security. SRM Concrete. With every new day, every sunrise, we build structures that stand the test of time, and upon their foundations are our homes, where we work, where our kids go to school, and with that comes tremendous pride. We don't just make concrete, we build relationships, trust, confidence. We're SRM Concrete. Build with us. Hey, this is Nathan Cox and Lindsey Cotter of Retirement Income Solutions. And now, more than ever, we are proud to be a part of the Murfreesboro community. Now, I know many of you listening have even more questions and concerns about your retirement. So I want everyone to know that we're here to serve you by phone or virtual meeting. We want to make sure that we help keep everyone safe in these times. That's right, Nathan. And we can be reached at 877-471-2861. And you can also visit our website, risolutions.net. We are also offering on-demand educational webinars that you can watch from the comfort of your home. The market's been very volatile, and who knows what's going to happen with this pandemic. Our hope is that it will not be another Great Depression or worse. 
But I can tell you that I don't have a crystal ball to predict these things. We would love to give you different options for your retirement. So again, give us a call to get more information or to find out more about our on-demand webinars. We want to make sure that we are helping our community conserve their retirement and are able to stay in it. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by the law offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. Does your home or business need COVID-19 virus cleaning? Hi, I'm Tom Sweat from AmeriCare Services. We're a locally owned company and we specialize in cleaning and disinfecting for the COVID-19 virus. Our EPA registered and approved products are 100% effective at killing COVID-19. To learn more, contact AmeriCare at 893-7111 or on the web at americareservices.com forward slash coronavirus. Let's check those WGNS Good Neighbor events. The annual Frosty Fun Run is a virtual 5K this year, and that means you can run it anywhere you want, anytime between November 27th and December 5th. It's a virtual run, walk, or crawl. Get all your information and packet material over at Fleet Feet Sports here in Murfreesboro. And it also includes the toy drive. For information, get with Fleet Feet here in Murfreesboro. And speaking of Murfreesboro, if you live here, those falling leaves can be picked up curbside. Now through December 31st, in the city limits of Murfreesboro. Whatever you do, don't miss the 13th annual Habitat for Humanity Cooking to Build on Saturday, November 7th from 11 until 1.30 all around the Rutherford County Courthouse. That's Saturday, November the 7th. WGNS reminds you to wash your hands regularly with soap, cover your cough, wear a mask, and avoid crowds. Plus, when you shop, shop local. For News Radio WGNS, Those are good neighbor events. This is a paid legal advertisement. I'm attorney John Day. Many lawyers are quick to say that they'll take the insurance company to court for you. But how do you know if the lawyer is an experienced trial attorney? Ask them if they're certified. In order to be certified, you have to have tried a lot of cases, taken a two-day test, and get recommendations from judges and other lawyers. My wife Joy and I are both certified as civil trial specialists, and we're here to help if you've been injured. If you need an injury lawyer, call me at 615-867-9900. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the Law Offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. I want to remind you to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock, or 6 o'clock rather, for Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees, talking local high school and college football. Some baseball talk in there for you as well. That's all coming up tonight. Tomorrow night, State Farm Prep Football from Siegel High School. It's Blackman at Siegel on WGNS, 6 o'clock for the pregame. 6.30, our primetime sports countdown to kickoff, sponsored by the law offices of John Day, and 7 o'clock kickoff of State Farm Prep Football. Saturday morning, Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Corner at 8, MTCS Cougar Corner at 10.15, and Middle Tennessee Football at Rice, 1 o'clock airtime on WGNS. A busy Saturday for us here on WGNS Sports. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. 
Back here on Rutherford Issues, the North Rutherford County edition, presented by Turner Security. State Representative Mike Sparks in studio with us. And, uh, Mike, we're going to kind of turn our attention from the Sam Davis home, which we talked about uh, before the break. And uh, what's up next here? Yeah, we've got um, Ben Nolan. That's the, uh, I guess it's called Headmaster. Is that right, Mr. Nolan? Um, talking about Classical Academy. And, um, uh, you know, character development in, in within these students is something that's of great importance to, to me and others. And um, uh, and I think as a culture, it's something that we all should be um, concerned with. You know, we're seeing many of the problems that we've seen in, in, in our culture. And one person I wanted to recommend or just recognize as, as the late um, Dr. Linda Gilbert. Uh, we're able to recognize her last week. Um, well, this this week and Jason Reynolds, or, or last week rather, Jason Reynolds, Scott Broden gave her a nice article. Um, but uh, I wanted to read on the air um, because, you know, I'm saying it and Dr. Linda Gilbert just brought so much emphasis and compassion to the table when it comes to education. But um, I'm hoping that there's some school board people that are listening or county commissioners or educators. But I run a bill this year, sadly the media, you know, never covered it. And it was talking about um, school counselors and awareness of the importance of school counselors. Um, but here's a here's the, the email that, the last email I received from Dr. Linda Gilbert before she passed. It said, good evening. I apologize for being so delayed in responding. Please thank Representative Sparks for reaching out. Yes, more funding for counselors would certainly help with the social emotional issues we are seeing. Another area is social workers. They are vital and many school districts are not able to fund them. Also think it would be helpful for him and other legislators to talk with school superintendents about the issues we're seeing in very young children. The behaviors of our six to nine-year-olds are like nothing we've ever seen. And I want to emphasize that. I'm going to say this again. This is what Dr. Lynn Gilbert said. The behaviors of our six to nine-year-olds are nothing like we've ever seen. They are inordinately disruptive and aggressive. And while we're bringing all of our resources into play, there's no place for these children to go to be assessed and treated. I feel very good about the Department of Education and what they're trying to accomplish in this area with its emphasis on the whole child. I'm hopeful that the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse will work alongside with them to address the upper tier of children for whom there seems to be no answers. Thank you again, Linda. That was Dr. Linda Gilbert that, that, say, that said that. I want to thank my assistant for we're on the way, and, and he just pulled up. He's hey, look what I found. And I said, man, send me that because I want to read it to the, to the council. But, you know, we passed that bill, uh, and it's got, a, it's got a hefty fiscal note at $6 million. But I'm just – seem like I'm seeing and hearing so many problems of mental health and depression. Uh, and, you know, just – I had a teacher last night. I, I talked to a teacher last night, and she said she had a student that just cussed her, just, you know, use F-bomb, this and that. And she's, you know, sent her to the office – and um, I think they just sent her back to the classroom. Um, and I said, well, what's going on in that young girl's head? I'm just curious. What's happening? And she's, well, her mom died last year. And then her father's not in her life. And her grandmother's raising her. And I thought, is there anybody that can deal with that? You know, just talk to this little girl. And because um, uh, when I was growing up, we never, we just got our butt busted. I mean, Mr. Rakes didn't play around. He just tore your tail up and went back and you got over it, whatever it was. And um you know, that's why this bill matters to, to me, and it should matter to everyone else. Uh, sadly, we, we passed it, but we couldn't fund it due to COVID. But um, 
But that's what we're segueing into t- today here with class, uh, Redeemer Classical Academy with uh, Headmaster Bill uh, Nolan. That's the emphasis I want to place on his character development. So thank you, Mr. Nolan, for being here. Yeah, thank you, Mike, for having me. So um, let, let's kind of dive into that. Um, ben, what makes, um, what, what makes this uh, character development different? I, I'm sure that it's um, an emphasis at Redeemer Classical, right? Absolutely, yeah. So the, uh, the mission of Redeemer Classical Academy is to mentor students towards virtue as learners, leaders, and agents of redemption for God's glory. So we place a, a very heavy emphasis on uh, virtue. Um, that, that term itself um, has a moral connotation to it. Uh, it comes to us from Latin, and it's connected to the Latin term for, for man. So it's connected to strength. It's connected to, uh, to courage. So um, we certainly place a strong emphasis on virtue. And we seek to hold out examples of the kind of virtue that we want to instill in our students uh, so that they will seek after that. Um, tell us a little bit of the, the background of, of Redeemer Classical Academy for folks who maybe are just hearing about it for the first time and how long you've been going and things like that. Absolutely. So uh, Redeemer is a K-12 through classical Christian school. Um, we are in our eighth year um, of operation right now. Um, beginning of uh, this, uh, this year, we purchased uh, property uh, debt-free, and we are looking to begin a capital campaign to raise money for phase one of our permanent home. Um, when, uh, when Redeemer started, we started as a K-12 through school, and I often tell people you're not supposed to do that. But um, as word got out more and more, more and more families wanted to be a part of that, um, and they, uh, they signed up, and we have been growing steadily ever since. Um, and, and here in Murfreesboro, if I'm not Yes, mistaken. yes, we are here in Murfreesboro um, off Sulphur Springs Road right now. You can find us online at RedeemerClassicalAcademy.com. Um, if you go there, you can also, uh, at the top of the banner, you can find our Facebook page as well uh, and find out all the happenings uh, at Redeemer. So, Mike, how did you uh, and, and Ben get together and, and, and think about the, this conversation today? Well, great, great question. Um, I always have a tough time with this girl's last name, Kristen. Mekich. Mekich, is that right? Mekich, yes. I think it's uh, Slovakian. Is that right? (laughs) We were talking close close enough, yes. (laughs) Hope I didn't chop it up, Kristen, if you're listening. But, you know, this is an issue that that I think, um, you know, that, that, and I've been over to their their events, by the way, as as well, but I'm. Uh, I think they've got a big fundraiser y'all doing for for Haiti, and um, I'm going to try to participate. And we just got to talk, and I was like, you know, just have Mr. Nolan come up on the air and talk about this because we got into um, you know what is truth and we're seeing the problems that we see as a society i think we've gotten too far away from the basics and that's mm-hmm. kind of where we kind of went from there but your 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 big fundraiser that y'all are working on can you tell us a little bit about that sure sure so it's uh, it's always been a, a major goal of redeemers board and founding parents to be able to offer um, this kind of an education to as many families uh, who want it for their children as possible so this year we are uh, engaging in a fundraiser with an organization called Feed the Need. And we are raising money um, through sponsorships. People are sponsoring our students as they package 
thousand meals to send to folks who are in need. Specifically this year, um, the meals are going to be going to Haiti. Normally, um, this organization sends about three quarters to a developing country that's impoverished, and um, the the rest remains here uh, in the country. Due to COVID, though, we had to the organization had to change things this year. So all these meals are going to be going to Haiti. And if you want to find out more, again, you can go to our website, RedeemerClassicalAcademy.com. And if you click on our Facebook link uh, at the top of the banner, you'll you'll see immediately information about Feed the Need. I'm really excited. Our packing day is this coming Saturday, and uh, we're, we're going to be packaging up 10,000 meals. Yes. And I, I'm sure the students are, are all involved in this somehow? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the students from, uh, from kindergarten on up. So even the grammar school students, they're going to be decorating the boxes. Everyone is going to be doing what they can. Parents, uh, students, faculty, staff, um, we're all chipping in to, uh, to send these meals to folks who need them. Uh, ben Nolan with us with Redeemer Classical Academy. He's the uh, headmaster. And, you know, just for instance, with, with this going on and, and all of the, the children at the school involved in this, um, that's not something that you would normally get maybe in a public school situation. So, I mean, that's one of the uniqueness um, points, I guess, that you could find at Redeemer Classical. Yes, yeah, indeed. So uh, this is a great opportunity, and we have opportunities like this throughout the year where our parents can work alongside their own children um, as they love their neighbor and as they reach those who are in need. I mean, we, we believe fundamentally at Redeemer that the responsibility for educating children rests with parents. All we are doing as a school is partnering with parents. Ultimately, we believe it's my responsibility to educate my three boys. Um, but I've chosen to partner with Redeemer in that endeavor. And so Redeemer is there to support um, and uphold uh, what parents are doing in the home. Now, parents have to evaluate. They look at Redeemer and say, yes, we line up with your values. But once that partnership is created, um, it's a powerful force in the moral formation of children. It's a powerful force in forming them um, as virtuous people in uh, their character development, Mike, as you've been talking about. Well, I know, like this this teacher, and um, a lot of teachers are frustrated. There's there's no doubt with um, with the system, with uh, what they're seeing with with children today. Um, and I and I go back. I think it, it's like my my little assistant, well, uh, intern that was recently hired. She was on the air with us and happened to stop by her office um, last week, and she had shared something on Facebook, and she was showing me this, and um, uh, and she's about twenty two, little African American girl out of Chattanooga. And she was sharing with me that she got arrested three years ago. And you'd never think this little girl got arrested, but she said she was in a toxic relationship with this boyfriend. And either he called the police or the police got called. And she, she was like, man, within just minutes, my life was just, just devastated. And she spent time, you know, like a night in jail or something. But she was talking about mental health and depression, what she went through. And she kind of shared. It was like a nice testimony. It's really, really sweet. And um and how she overcame that, and I thought, man, that's so cool that she can be a mentor for all these young girls that may not be able to connect with so many people that doesn't have hope. But but the thing I think with her, she's got that foundation. Her mom and dad are in her life, and you see so much of that today, you know. And it's like that's probably one reason John Barry, DeBerry and I are pretty close, you know, because we kind of connect on these on these issues his father was in his life and mm -hmm. and drilled this stuff in and my father you know was in my life um, uh, as well but i think when we see the 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 foundation and she said this and this is what i like and this is a little african-american girl 22 years old and i said well, how do we solve it and she said we got to get back to the basics 
because I don't know how you educate or legislate your way out of these out of these problems but I think young people are searching they're searching for direction they're searching for meaning they're searching for hope and they're also searching for for mentors in 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 their life today without a doubt um now now more than ever there is um, a barrage of voices and information that we have access to 24 7. Um, in a classical environment um, two of our emphases are uh, literature and history and uh, in emphasizing those pieces, um, we're emphasizing the moral components there, the examples. So not only is an instructor a mentor of a student, but that instructor is actually leading that student to mentors that he or she can have for the remainder of his or her life um, in the form of uh, great literature that contain timeless truths. Um, and so we point them to those things, uh, to learn from them and to, to grow and also to set targets and goals um, towards which we want to, to aim as we as we grow and as we mature as people yeah well how do you if you've got and i know i'm putting you on the spot we didn't prep for this but if you've got someone from from a poverty area i mean here in murfreesboro or smyrna laverne that can't afford you know your your do y'all have some kind of opportunity scholarships or anything to kind of help fill that void sometimes yes absolutely we do and again i would point everyone to feed the need i would point everyone yeah. to redeemerclassicalacademy.com and hop on our our facebook page uh, to give towards Feed the Need. That's exactly why we are raising uh, these monies. We just happen to be doing so while helping folks who are in need. It's a really beautiful fundraiser. Uh, but we're doing this so that we can extend this kind of opportunity, this kind of education to as many families uh, who want to commit to it and want to partner with it as possible. So uh, we are uh, intentionally looking to invest and grow in that area of our school as we grow. Yeah, I, I was sharing with you off there about Chris Jones. I remember seeing Chris out there with Milton C. Electric. Really have a lot of respect for Chris. And I was with him yesterday at Laverne. They had a big broadband, United Communications. Um, uh, event there and um, trying to help with broadband in that area um, but David Callis I always read the Tennessee magazine and and I, w- I always enjoy it and um, and he said that he's got a, I guess he's looking at a speech he's his next article so be looking forward I think he's emphasizing a speech that Lincoln gave um, during the Civil War that's um, kind of a strong talking about about character but do you think we have as a culture gotten away from the foundation from the basics yeah i think we continue to see that um borne out more and more um you know there's there's no doubt that the founders all of whom received a classical education um were were very uh, um adamant about the fact that the way that our republic the only way our republic can work is if we have a virtuous and moral citizenry and they were saying that from a place where they had been formed um, by a classical education. They have been formed in these areas of, of virtue. So there's no doubt that we have moved away from the basics. If by basics you mean uh, an understanding that um, there, is, there are things, certain things that are true yeah. across the board, across time, um, that is the bedrock, and it's a starting point for us at Redeemer, and it allows us, therefore, to, to introduce our students to the moral universe that we all know that we inhabit. If you're on the playground and Johnny cuts line in the playground on the way to the slide, you don't have to tell those other kids that Johnny was wrong. Yeah. They automatically know it. That piece has to be, um, if we could say it this way, educated out of them. 
Yeah. So they already know it. So we uh, at Redeemer are looking to kind of cut with that grain of how we are created um, and foster that moral imagination in the world. It makes us stronger people. It makes us more courageous people. It, it, it's also how we react to Johnny, yes, too. Yes, exactly. You know, the, yes. the, the, that's that's a big piece to the puzzle, you know, yes. and, and things seem to be so divided, it's either uh, my way or the wrong way, you know, and, yeah. and we seem to have lost the ability to compromise isn't the right word, but maybe, maybe it is, but come together yes. for a common goal. Yes. Uh, one of the things that we um, two two pieces here that we um, very that we prize very much at Redeemer as a classical school, um, we teach logic. So we firmly believe in reason. Certain things are logical and other things are unsound. Um, that is a fundamental starting point for any kind of public discourse. The second thing that we prize and that we teach is classical rhetoric. Um, that is a term rhetoric that is abused today. Yeah. Um, it is used to refer to anything but what um, the classical rhetoricians would have referred to. Classical rhetoric was there to kind of govern how we solve problems together publicly, how we do so in a matter that in a manner that is honorable and in a manner that is prudent a manner that benefits the whole. So this is coming to us, remember, from the Greeks. It's coming to us from the Romans. So they were very concerned about solving problems together publicly um, as, a, as a society or as a city-state um, and bringing, bringing the public in to make these decisions. But there have to be certain rules and rhetoric and logic kind of created an environment in which we could have public discourse that was reasonable um, and that was uh, commonsensical. Yeah. Well, if you look at the example of Jesus, just take Jesus as a basic. Uh, even an atheist, I think, would, would agree that sharing his teachings of love your neighbor as yourself, uh, our culture would be better off. Um, Trey Hargett, Secretary of State, was in with me last week, and we stopped by New Vision. And one of the emphasis I wanted to place is the prison ministry. And Trey asked, and Trey, Trey's a great guy. I, I like Trey, and Trey says, well, you've helped 108 people this year. How come you didn't help 109, 110? Good, good question. And Steve Austin, the pastor, and I think it was Superintendent Cope was there, and Deputy Chief uh, Chris uh, Fly was there. And um, and they kind of looked a little puzzled. And they said, well, you know, we're doing this volunteers, the church, and it's funding. And I said, well, the problem is you don't have a lobbyist. Everybody else got a lobbyist. The mayor's got a lobbyist. School superintendent's got a lobbyist. School board association's got a lobbyist. Judges have lobbyists. All these other people have lobbyists. I said, but you don't have a lobbyist, do you? Neither does that prisoner over there. Neither does that guy. And that prisoner may be that little girl that just got hired at the Capitol that made a mistake. And so many of us, I mean, I just see such a disconnect as a culture. Uh, they're lobbyists for everything except the least of these. And that's not a liberal position. That's a conservative position because yes. you take that guy that's leaving that jail, give him the help he needs, get him a job, get him a hell, even if it's a damn bicycle. Mm hmm car whatever but there's such a disconnect in fact I, I placed a bet with trey i said i'll bet you 50 bucks you do it you y'all test me call half call 50 elected officials 50 of them and you say hey we've got an event over here we're going to talk about changing people's lives effective change we're going to get them a job we're going to get them toothpaste get them toothbrush get them some clothes get them a job half of them won't show up and i said test me and Trey kind of argued, said, well, I, I, I disagree. I said, I'll take you 50 bucks, and I'll donate it back to New Vision, by the way, because I'm not a betting man. But that's that disconnect. 
And I'm telling you, we got to get back to the basics, just like that little assistant told me the other day. Uh, interesting conversation. Ben, I appreciate you coming in today and uh, being a part of the show. Yes, thanks so much, guys. And uh, again, uh, more information at RedeemerClassicalAcademy.com online. And also want to thank uh, Jenny Lamb for being a part of the program here as well. Mike, appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Thank All you, right. Our show today brought to you by Turner Security for residential and uh, also uh, business security needs. You can turn to Turner Security, turnersecurity.us online. Have a great day, everybody. Don't forget, check out the podcast at WGNSRadio.com or wherever you listen to audio. You can click uh, Rutherford Issues and listen back anytime to our program from today.